0: Welcome to Horror Makes Us Happy, the podcast where we ask the question, what is it about horror that makes us happy? Your hosts are Steve Becker and myself, Chris Whitman, and you can find out more about us at the website. It's horrormakesushappy.com. It's pretty self-explanatory. It's a good website. Yes. Before we get started, this is the trigger warning. We're going to be talking about some disturbing things such as horror culture and horror things and things. But no, seriously, uh, we're going to be talking about some dark things, you know, topics such as... Potentially. Uh, but we're potentially going to be talking about... Look, this is the liability section, all right? We're going to be talking about things that could involve subjects that could be sensitive. So if things like that offend you, maybe take a moment, think about it, and come back. But uh, if that's your cup of tea, listen to us talk about messed up stuff.
1: (laughs) Right. Uh, And also, if... Some of these episodes do go a little on the long side, so if things, for whatever reason, you need to dip out, uh, we do strongly suggest you come back and check out the last 15-20 minutes. Usually that's some good stuff too.
0: Coming up in the future, we're going to be speaking with Rodrigo Godinho, president of Rue Morgue website and Rue Morgue TV, Tyler Dupay, managing editor for Wicked Horror TV, and staff writer for Dread Central. But today we have the company of Rebecca Kennedy, an actress and producer best known for such works as Two Witches,
1: Bastard, A Dark Foe, and House Hunting. Hello. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thanks so much for having me.
1: Our pleasure. Before we get into the meat of the interview, you want to uh, pitch whatever it is you're currently working on?
2: Uh, Yeah, so as you mentioned, uh, Two Witches, it is actually out now on Arrow Video for those that, um, you know, want to start their Halloween right now you don't have arrow and you don't um want to do that they do a free uh, 30-day trial they don't want to do that it'll also be on amazon itunes vod all those good things on the 17th and a gorgeous blu-ray on october 18th
0: nice yeah
2: so and it's in the u.s uk canada and then also um internationally as well like australia new zealand um all those good places so people should hopefully check it out yeah
1: this uh, this won't air until after Halloween, but um, for all the people who do have access to that stuff, it'll, it's nice that those those are all dropping before Halloween. So
2: yes, and you know, for people that especially don't want their Halloween to end, mm-hmm. this is a great movie to check out.
0: <laughs> I have heard told Halloween is every day.
2: Mm. Yes, so, <laughs> think so you know, people that, and also an awesome, a nice thing about it too is that part of it takes place at the most wonderful time of the year. So even at Christmas time, you can still check it out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some people take, take offense to that. <laughs> Halloween would be the most wonderful time. of the year.
0: It's, it's dual purpose. Horror. You know, that's what I love about uh, the horror movies that involve Christmas time, like, you know, black Christmas or, or the silent night series. It's like, you can just watch it at Halloween and then you can watch it again or around Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. You're right.
2: Yes. And it, you know, you still feel that, you know, that love, that feeling in your heart.
1: hmm. And it's also good for couples who one person is a Halloween person and the other person is not. There you go. Yeah, some, some
0: coordination and synergy. Exactly. Yes. Exactly.
1: Basically, what we do here is we ask questions about the your childhood, teenage years, and then adolescence and try to find out what it is about horror that you particularly enjoy. Uh, so starting with childhood, what are some of your earliest memories about scary things?
2: So for me, my very first horror movie I ever watched was the It miniseries. Mm, And I was like 11 and I went to a birthday party of a good friend of mine. And, you know, this was (laughs) I'm going to age myself here, but this was back when a blockbuster was around. And Mm. I somehow convinced her parents. I'm not really sure why to when we went, you know, we went to rent a movie you know, for her sleepover. I convinced them to let us rent it. And I definitely scarred my friend for life, but that was like, <laughs> that was my first introduction to really like, you know, the kind of that realm. And, you know, as soon as I got home the next day, I asked my mom, I was like, hey, can we go to the, uh, you know, Blockbuster, or the video store? And she's like, yeah, okay. And so we went and she's like, I could tell you were looking for something specific. Um, And I found it and I wanted them to run it again because I wanted to watch it again because I felt like I, couldn't really watch it as much as I wanted the first time. Cause you know, the girls were too busy, like screaming and covering their eyes and like, you know, <laughs> you know how 11 year olds are. Mm, so yes. um, she let us run it again. And again, I don't you know what she was probably thinking, but so that was kind of like my first introduction to it. And then I just really, and she was worried that it was going to have, you know, nightmares. Cause my sister, um, you know, they, she let her watch Carrie and she was just had, you know, a lot of nightmares after that, but I was fine. So I don't know what that says about me, but. um,
1: (laughs) And the fact that you sought it out.
2: (laughs) Yes, I sought it out. And that was kind of like the first movie. I don't really remember necessarily the next ones I watched until like later, but that was definitely like the first one that I remember thinking like, wow, this is really, I liked that feeling of (laughs) terror and like not knowing what was going to come next. And, you know, that the fright and I don't know, I just, yeah, all that was really appealing to me.
1: Anything else uh, off the top of your head come to mind?
2: Then I started... So I liked those. I liked, you know, those kind of horror movies. But my one of my favorites, which I remember watching at the theater um, and being so, you know, blown away by, um, was The Sixth Sense, which is kind of, you know... Okay not your typical horror in the, in that fashion, but, you know, it's just like so well done. Um, and then I got really into like movies that have great twists of some kind. So mm, then I was like, you know, wanting to watch like the others and like movies like that, that just have a great twist that you don't see coming. So that was kind of like the next um, thing. And then of course, going back and watching all the movies that I, Missed, you know, Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street and all those that I, you know, was not alive when they <laughs> first <laughs> came out. But going back and you know watching them was a big thing, and then just finding whatever I could, even if I mean even to this day, even if it's bad, I'll still watch it.
0: Mm-hmm. So would you say that like watching the It miniseries and uh, and sixth Sense at a young age kind of. I don't know, triggered or or, uh began an interest in horror and that's when you had you like started seeking them out and going back and watching all the ones that came out before you were. Yeah, definitely
2: yeah, definitely. That was definitely kind of gave you that feeling of like, okay, what else is there out there? (laughs) You know, like once you discover one thing, you're like, What else? You know, and my parents are fairly, you know, conservative. in the fact that like, they wouldn't just let me watch anything, you know, especially if it was rated R when, when I was really young, mm-hmm. they would, you know, watch it first and, or even PG-13 when I was really young, just to make sure that, you know, they were like trying not to scar me for life. But, right. but yeah, that definitely was, um, I think the beginning of like trying to find whatever I could. And then I, you know, at the time of of course, I never imagined um, acting in them, so that was kind of a, a nice, um, happy accident.
1: <laughs> yeah, the nice thing about uh, blockbuster, and I mean other streaming services too now these days, but like you know, they've got the horror section. So once you got into it, then you, if you had a blockbuster nearby, you could just go check out whatever else was in that section. And
2: exactly, and we did. It. We had one right down the street. And, you know, this was obviously before you could just, like, Google <laughs> mm-hmm. what uh, what is out there. So, yeah, so I would go and, like, scour the, you know, this, like you said, the section of horror. And I was like, what what else can I, haven't I seen um, that looks good?
1: Did you, so you mentioned your sister had watched Carrie. Were there, did you have anybody in your family who were fans of horror, or?
2: Yes, my dad. My dad and okay. my dad's side of the family. I don't know about so much my grandfather. But my grandmother definitely, like, she doesn't get scared at anything. Like, we'll take try to take her to scary movies to try, try to get to her. And she, like, won't jump. Like, she has, like, she's, like, a stone wall. <laughs> like, I'm, like, trying to find a movie where that makes her, like, actually scared. Uh, maybe she's scared inside and is good at pretending. I don't know. Mm. But, like, you know, my mom will be, like, you know, screaming in the theater. And my grandmother's just, like, you know. <laughs> 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 exactly. But my dad, my dad I've loves it worse. Yeah, exactly. She's like, I've been around. My dad loves all that stuff. And he again, same. He'll watch kind of even if it's bad. Like, so we share an Amazon account. So um I can see like when I get on there, you know, you can see what people have watched recently. Mm. And at the bottom, you know, recently watched, it'll just all be these like really awful looking, like, you know, kind of thriller horror monster kind of movies you know like the the sharknadoes of the of the prime, (laughs) but not you know not that movie specifically Mm. so that i think i definitely got it from them for sure
1: yeah it made me wonder if you had maybe even seen him watching some sort of horror movie or or something like that before being introduced to it because you said it you were 11 years old by that point yeah And that's, I mean, that's 10 years to potentially have seen him watching something.
2: Probably. Yeah. I, I sure that I did. I don't necessarily have memories of it, but I'm sure I do remember like, cause they, he also likes mysteries as well. So I do remember Mm. them watching a lot of like murder. She wrote, obviously that's not scary, but it it kind of, it can be. And, you know, they would say like, I was like four or five. And they would think that I wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. because I'd be like playing with my toys or something on the floor while they're watching. And then I would say something that would like relate to the show. And they're like, oh, she mm-hmm. is actually watching.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I'm sure that all of that kind of influenced, um, in his love
1: or for it until they had put you to bed and they thought you were at, in bed, but yeah. you're like sitting at the door with the door cracked. <laughs>
2: exactly. Mm-hmm. Cause they would, yeah, they would always bring out the popcorn and the soda when I went to bed and then, and I'd be mm-hmm. so sad to miss it, you know? <laughs>
1: I can remember I I grew up in a number of different places, but the house we have didn't have have the words the the place. Yeah. The place that we had in Wisconsin was a two story house and the bedrooms are on the second floor and my bedroom. Like if you went up the stairs, there was a, like a a landing of a flight and then you'd come back around and my bedroom was the first one there. And so I could crack open my door and crawl out to the edge of the, uh, like across that little hallway. And then I'd be at the banister looking down into the front room. Oh, nice. And so, you know, if, if I was quiet enough about opening the door, I'm sure there were many times that they found me passed out of sleep <laughs> <laughs> in that position. And then of course, put me back in bed. You um, You were trying to get any,
2: anything you could.
1: Um, yes. Be, be part of the action.
2: I like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So also with childhood, did you, I'm guessing, participate in Halloween?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I never I I, I don't remember dressing up as in anything necessarily scary. Um, hmm. I was like my grandmother would make a lot of my costumes. So like one year I was a pen cushion. <laughs> huh.
0: <People>. OK. <laughs> yes. so, yeah. It's an easy one to do.
2: And people thought I was a tomato, but I even. <laughs> <laughs> but the crazy thing is, like, I had the measuring tape. Like, I'm like, come on, like, you know, I didn't. Yeah, not I'm a,
0: a I'm so. a sewing tomato lady. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yes. But she wouldn't make it. So, like, one year I was a bee, and she made that costume. And mm-hmm. um, so I wasn't necessarily like anything super scary, but I definitely loved Halloween and loved dressing up, mm. doing all of the Halloween activities. And I still, still to this day, do. Like, we just went to Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios last weekend. So. Still still participate in all of those fun things.
1: <laughs> Are you in Cali or Florida?
2: I'm in California.
0: Oh, oh okay. did Steve ask that question because he saw the same video as I did of uh Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood?
1: Mm, no, because I know that there's one over in California. Well yeah, okay. And we have one in Florida, so. Duh.
2: Yeah. I haven't been to the one in Florida, but it's it's
0: good. <laughs> 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 only because I saw this video recently and it just, I, I don't know if anything can top this man it was like spot on killer clowns from outer space they had the, the oh, uh, yes. circus top uh, yep. the, the big top tent and they even had the guy outside looking for his dog yep. like he would do the bit every time someone walks uh-huh. by ah, yeah and he so would good. do
2: the part where he, yeah, like he was looking for his dog and then he would touch the pole and he would like get electrocuted. Uh-huh. Um, they <laughs> did all that. Like, you know, because so they did that maze a few years ago. Um, now, I can't remember exactly what year, but it was you know, obviously pre pandemic mm. and we had never seen the movie. And so we watched the movie and, you know, it's, it's so fun. And then we went and did the, the maze and it's like spot on to the movie. Like it's creepily so they did such a great job emulating that, the movie with the, with the maze and it, you know, it's being pretty, it's pretty scary with those, those clowns are pretty creepy. So. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: I'm sure they did the same thing over in Cali, but I know we had gone to the one here in Florida a couple of years again, like you say, pre pandemic. And one of the things that I remember enjoying about it was they would have these uh, people in costumes who would run around through the the crowd with, um, with chainsaws that didn't have chains on them, but they were working chainsaws otherwise Mm -hmm. Yep. And they would turn them off every so often and kind of just like hide out and then find a group of people who were walking slowly, but not really paying attention to their surroundings and they would like sneak up behind them and then start the chain, the chainsaw right behind them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <freak>
1: them out.
2: <laughs> yeah that was uh, that's always fun. We love like, cause when we go, <clears throat> we always do the express pass because the lines get so long. You know, who wants to wait three hours for, you know, five minute maze, but right. so we'll, you know, we'll people watch at some point, you know, take a break and sit down. And like, we love to watch the, the guys, you know, or, or women creep up on people that are totally not paying attention, mm-hmm. and, you know? And of course, like the more scared you act, the more they go after you. Like that's you know, how it works. So, yeah. you know, yeah. somebody will scare them and then, you know, then they freak out and then they like try to run and there's somebody else there. And it's, you know, it's really fun to watch all that
1: yep. for sure. Did you have any scary dreams when you were a kid?
2: Ooh. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I I would have like those moments and maybe this was after I watched something. I would always I would have like so my room in the house I grew up in was near the front door. So like if you, you know, go in the front and you take a right, that's like my room was in the front. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes as a kid, I would like wake up and feel like somebody was gonna like break in and I would be the first one. They'd kill because I would, you know, if you're doing it in order. Um, so I would go and sleep on like my parents' floor or something. I wouldn't necessarily wake them up. I would just like take my pillow and my blanket and sleep on the floor and I'd feel feel a little mm-hmm. bit better. Maybe it was because I was watching all those scary things. Could <laughs> mm-hmm. be. Better be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, they never really bothered me when I watched them. And it was just like random. It was and it was mostly like fear of someone breaking into the, my place. And I still have that sometimes.
1: But it's kind of funny because it answers the next question I was going to ask, which is any reoccurring dreams.
2: (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't necessarily like. have a recurring nightmare or re like the same dream over and over. It's more or less like my fear in my, when I'm awake of, um, or waking up and thinking that like someone is in the room or someone is going to be in the room. Yeah. It's more that, I think. Or just knowing that like people, break into houses and hurt people. <laughs> yeah. You know, as I'm laughing, you know, so funny. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> Did you ever have anything actually terrifying in real life happen when you were a kid?
2: I don't. Yeah. I mean, I guess like one time, I mean, this was like scary at the time. Cause I was like, maybe like eight, we were driving home late from something and there was a couch in the road and we hit the couch and that was kind of scary at the time because yeah, couch. a <laughs> whole
0: ass couch. That'll be kind it was, of scary. Like, a whole
2: ass couch. And we couldn't, <laughs> get out of the way because it was like by the time you saw it it was too late to like swerve mm. and so my mom just like braced and was like you know hold on and we just hit it because there's not probably fell
1: room. off somebody's truck yeah, when we're moving that you could do yeah. so that
2: was kind of scary i guess if i think of anything else while we're talking i'll be like i thought of something and i'll let you know
1: that is the other reason that we break these up into the three sections because that often does happen so yep Reverse uh, inverse of that question. So, was there a time in your childhood when you felt completely calm, safe, blissful, p- peace?
2: Ooh, that's a great question. I think when I was younger. So, I've wanted to be an actor since I was like four. Like my mom took me into yeah. my first play, and I and I it's a children's play, and I saw it. And I immediately was like, I want to do that. And my mom was like, yeah, okay, you're four. Like, what do you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> probably not that that mean, but, um, you right. know, it's like- Me And had, everybody else. Right, exactly. I had an older sister who was doing a lot of stuff. I was doing a lot of stuff. It was not really in the cards at the time. And I felt like very, I kept bringing it up and I felt, you know, it's not like my parents weren't listening. They're were super supportive, but I probably felt very restless and really f- finding- what I wanted to like to do, I guess, because, you know, a lot of kids played sports and um, I tried and I was terrible. I did dance, which that that was um, I did well in that. But, you know, I didn't have like those the sports that, you know, a lot of kids were doing. Mm-hmm. So when I was 12, finally, um, I tried out for the cheerleading squad and I didn't make it. which <laughs> was really sad. Um, and all my friends were doing it and I was really devastated. And finally, my mom was like, all right, do you want to still try this acting thing. And I was like, yes, I do. So she found me like this children's theater that basically like anybody that wanted to be in it could do it. Cause she's like, I don't know if you're going to like this. Like, I'm not going to spend a bunch of money on like, just, you know, it was like minimal money. See if you even like enjoy it. And then we'll go from there. And she put me in there and then I literally never looked back. But at the time Mm -hmm. I remember just like, just like having this feeling, there's like so much joy and like, this is home and this is where I was meant to be. And then I just like never stopped, and mm-hmm. so I really had so much fun and joy and and peace doing doing that, and just knowing that like what's next, and, and enjoying the experience, and not feeling all that pressure of like needing to like land work, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. people were there was no no one counting on me to to you know pay anything. So right,
1: uh, I'm curious about when you say that you felt like this is where you were meant to be you have any idea why that might've been?
2: I think it goes back to like the, that feeling, that feeling of like, of just utter joy, the, the peace, the, I knew I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I don't even know necessarily at the time if I knew why it just felt right. It's like, when you find that thing, you're really good at. And then back then, I don't even know if I was that good, but I just felt like this is what I'm supposed to do. I don't even know. I don't even know necessarily why. It's an interesting That's a great question because I've never really thought about like when you find that thing, like why, why, how do you know?
1: Right, being called to, to it is interesting. But if you can figure out, like, put your finger on what about it calls you calls you to it is both interesting and a separate conversation sometimes.
2: Right, because like now you know, obviously, like I know that you know I love acting. I love figuring out the character and how they how they work and how they tick and how they're like me and not like me and being on the set and, you know, or on the stage rehearsing or, you know, working with other actors, direct, you know, it's like that. Now I know all of that. Now, back then, it was mostly for fun. I wasn't necessarily, you know, I wasn't working on characters. I was right. just, you know, cause I, the first time I went in, I missed the audition. So they just, you know, started putting me in scenes. And then, and I think, you know, maybe while I was doing it, I was having so much fun that that was like that felt right. Versus doing something that isn't fun or doesn't feel fun and like forcing yourself to do it because you're quote unquote good at it, but you're not right. actually enjoying it.
1: And that's the tough, the tough question to answer is to just go, well, why does the, why, why is this fun for me? Why do right. I enjoy it so much? Right. I know for me, like it, it didn't come to me until many years later, but uh, so I my day job, quote unquote, is I work in IT, I'm a network engineer, and specifically network engineers, our role is to build circuits between uh, different sites and build, build the networks that allow communication among different computers and different systems. And it wasn't until many years later that I saw a connection between that and also something else that I enjoyed doing in my personal life, which is... If I have friends who are having a conversation, but they're not quite understanding each other, I w- I always have enjoyed playing mediator mm. and helping them. Like, because sometimes you'll have a friend, friends who are saying the same thing, but they don't realize that they're saying the same thing. Mm. Yeah. And you kind of have to explain to them, no, you, you, you're on the same page. This is, you know, you mean this and you mean this. And then they go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the common denominator in both of those things is facilitating communication. Mm. But I didn't, I couldn't. F- figure that out until many years after I had already been into the career. And then when I realized that I go, Oh, that makes a lot more sense now that cause that's what I'm doing with my computer networking is I'm, I'm facilitating communication. And, and there's also rules that you have to follow in terms of like, when you design a network, they're like, okay, we want this to be able to talk to this, but we don't want this other thing to be able to talk to that. So, you know, there's, there's complexities there, but it's still the same general concept. Felix. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Chris yeah, also absolutely. works in that so he knows some of that. No,
0: that's, uh, that's an interesting take on it. It's like you don't really know or understand what drives you as far as what draws you into a craft until you've been working at it for a while is kind of what I took away from that.
1: And in my that's case, great. it wasn't just that. It was also noticing something else in my life that had a similar quality. Mm. Mm. And that's well, when I've, I was like, oh, there's a connection there.
2: Yeah, and I've always loved to play pretend, even from when I was very little, I love dolls. Um, I had, you know, several dollhouses, tons of dolls and, you know, I, you know, they would be a family or I would be, they would be a teacher. I had a dolls that would do gymnastics and die, swimming (laughs) and diving and all this weird Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, from a very young age, my imagination was, it was big. So I think that that also, like you said, kind of, when I look back at it, like facilitated into like why I wanted to be an actor, because it's all, about imagination and being, you know, doing and being things that aren't, you know, your not your life and getting to escape um, into something different. Mm. And I think now, you know, if anyone watches my, anyone has watched my work or will watch my work, I, in a lot of dark material, dark roles, you know, kind of quirky, unique, interesting. And I think, I am drawn to that because my life was pretty normal, relatively normal as a childhood mm-hmm. can be. And so now that that's what excites me and interests me is like worlds that I am not in.
0: Right. Abnormal things, things yes, that are abnormal. different than what you've already experienced.
2: Exactly. Cause for me, like playing, just playing myself or playing isn't interesting to me. It works for Josh. some people and that's great. Never knock that. But for me personally, it's like, give me something that is not, of this world, <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. like witches,
2: yeah, like witches. Yes, first time playing a witch. Yes.
1: Mm-mm. So, some of our previous guests have reported that there's sort of like a dividing line where, in their childhood, before this dividing line, they were scared by horror, and after the dividing line, they they now enjoyed horror. It sounded like you know that if your first memory is with it. That sounded more enjoyment. Do you remember ever being afraid of anything like horror-related in your childhood, or was it all joy?
2: I don't remember being afraid. I mean, there's obviously like some things maybe filtered in because you know you always have those like nightmares. But even you know people, normal people that don't watch horror movies, have nightmares. Um, so so those are always there. But there was never a time where I remember like, oh, I can't watch. You, you know, I'm too scared. Like I go to Halloween Horror Nights, like we talked about, because I want to get the scares and, and I'm like disappointed if I don't, if I miss it or somebody else in front of me gets it. I'm like, no, like that was for, you know, like, so. That was for me. That was for me. <laughs> so we, we have this, you know, cause they file you in like, and so like we <laughs> will walk slow so that we get separated from the group in front mm-hmm. of us. Okay. And then, you know, so that we'll get the scares. Cause I'm like, well, you know, that's what we're paying for is like the, is the, you know, the heart jump in the that, you know, it's like talking about like, wow, that was really, really good. They got you good. So like, yeah, I've never really had a time where I didn't um, watch or didn't enjoy it. If that's, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Makes perfect yeah. sense. Shoot. There was, what did I want to ask? Um, oh, did your, you mentioned, you know, having this, uh, your father's side of the family was, were horror fans as well. Do you, did you ever have any, or remember any time then when, They maybe sat you down and discussed horror with you or said, you know, this is this is supposed to be entertainment or this is stuff to laugh at Uh, or maybe times that you recall seeing your father or grandmother laughing at something and realizing, "Okay, this isn't something that I need to be
2: afraid of. Oh, that's a great question. I don't think we ever had that conversation. Um, Now that I'm thinking about it, it was kind of just.
0: Understood. um,
2: Yeah, we didn't have a conversation, but we definitely I think watching it with them. And that, you know, and my dad, seeing my dad's like joy for it and love for them as well, kind of just like was the conversation, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it's a great question. There's a lot of things I've actually never thought about. So these are great to like go back and think. Mm -hmm.
1: If you know that they're watching things before you are because they are trying to protect you, you know, when you do then get the approval to see something. That can also be part of what takes away some of the fear, too, because right, you exactly you have the confirmation of, OK, they think that this is, that is this is OK for me. Yeah, it's yeah like a exactly.
2: Non-verbal
0: they,
1: cue.
2: Right. That they approved it. And, that you know, because I remember I was like, I don't know, I was maybe like nine or 10, maybe even younger. And I remember this vividly. My aunt lived in Hawaii and she was in town and they wanted me to go to bed because they were going to watch an eye for an eye. And I couldn't at the time couldn't understand, like, why would you let me watch it with you guys? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And they're like, this is not appropriate for you, you know, when you're older, you know, like the speech you always get when you're older, Mm -hmm. you know, and of course, so I went to bed and like, obviously saw it years later. And I understand at the time why they didn't let me watch it, nor should they have, (laughs) Mm -hmm. because that would have been probably too much for me at the time, because that's a totally different type of trauma.
1: I'm curious about that, though, because you did you actually remember the name of the movie from that event? Or is it like you saw it later and you remembered, oh, this is that thing?
2: No, I remember the mi- name of the movie because I was like, I made it a big deal. Like, I was like, I don't understand why you won't let me watch it with like, why do I have to go to bed? Like, I want to hmm. watch this movie because they were talking about it. And my mom was like, no, this is not this is not one that's appropriate. Like, you know, when you're older, you can you can see it. And like now, you know, it's like, I get it now. At the time, I was very upset because right. I wanted, I didn't, I am still like that. I have FOMO really bad and I didn't, I don't like to not be a part of things. So, especially back when I was little, I so badly wanted to be a part of it. And it was, you know, past my bedtime. It wasn't like they could have picked a, you know, an animated movie, but they chose not to. Like I was supposed to be in bed.
1: said, so, no, this is our time.
2: Yeah, basically, <laughs> which, you know, as I don't have kids yet, but as an adult, I understand. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was just amused by that because until you answered the question and I wasn't sure whether or not you had remembered the name of the movie, like you said, uh, it was around 11. So if you said this was around nine or 10, the fact that you even remembered the name of the movie that whole time, that's kind of funny in and of itself. Right.
2: Yeah. I think it was like, I made it such a big deal at the time when it shouldn't have been obviously, but Mm. you know, as we, as kids, things are huge that are really small. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. exaggerated you know yeah. my
2: aunt was in town and it was like no i don't want to i don't want to go to bed like i want to be a part of things <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: so let's jump to teenagers what are some of the like if you were to think of the top three impactful things in your teenagers, what would they be
2: i'd say probably like the scream movies for for sure okay. at least mm-hmm. the first one i remember like that was such a big deal um that was a that was um that was a prominent one i remember and i can't necessarily like remember always when they came out but as far as like when i watched it oh my gosh my mind's going blank it's it's the one where the the kids hit the guy and they think he's dead i know
1: you did last summer yes i know you
2: did last summer i'm like why can't i remember the name of the movie (laughs) um that was a big one you know it's like all of those um the the teen um horror films were like big as you're a team. Yeah, of course. as I was a team. <laughs> yeah, <it> Makes sense.
0: <laughs> final destination? Was that around the yes, same era? Yes, yeah. final
2: destination. Yeah. That was another one. It's like I still to this day. Anytime I see logs in a truck. <laughs> right, right. Like that
0: is you wanna talk about uh, events that changed your behavior going forward. Yes, so so many people cannot drive behind log trucks anymore after that film. No.
1: No. We talked to somebody who that actually happened to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she said she was like, just calm as shit. The, uh, the person who was in the car with her or or she was describing it to someone. she didn't have anybody
1: else. Yeah. She was describing it to someone else. And they're like, how are you
0: not freaking out? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Wait, it actually, like they were behind it or actually it actually came out.
0: I think if I recall correctly, it was a smaller version of that, but it, it was basically like a large sapling, like maybe four to six inches in diameter came through their windshield and stuck through the car and oh just barely God. missed them. And they're like, Oh,
2: yeah, all right, well, I'm going to
0: get out of the car now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that
2: would definitely be traumatizing. Um, that would definitely, yeah. Um, I, I prefer my scares in, you know, in the movies, not in real life. Yes, yes. Virtual scares. Yes. Those are the best. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that is, yeah, that's legit. Yeah. I mean, it's like, even times I'm on roller coasters, I think about, you know, like I can't remember if it was the second one or, and it was a third one with the roller or coaster. Third one. Yeah. third was a roller coaster. Um, yeah. I still think about that. It's like <laughs> there was, you know, those movies really stick in your, in your mind as far as like those scenes are very, um, they did their job. You know, yeah, I was about to say lives. that
0: means, you know,
2: success. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. All those, all those teen, teen ones. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I think most of the things that were in those movies and I haven't, I've seen the first one, but I hadn't seen the others, but like they're all, they're all, Things that we are all naturally afraid of, even if you hadn't seen the movie, you know, you know about those things. And and so they're just reflecting or, or capitalizing on things that we all are all already afraid of.
0: Yeah. Right. And
2: that so, things that could technically happen
1: mm-hmm. or have
2: happened or have yeah. happened, you know, it's, it's that like whole even the
0: whole occupational horror angle, like things that just, you know, you encounter in day to day life.
2: Right. Like the women in the tanning bed, you know, that like the thing gets like they can't get it out and they're like fried to death. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that probably I don't know if that's ever happened to anyone in real life, but it's definitely like could, you know, it's like you never know. Like all yeah. of those things like, yeah, they stick they stick in your mind when especially when you're in the situation, you're like thinking about it.
1: <laughs>
0: right. You're right there, <laughs> Like, just
2: going to kill me? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: okay so scream i know what you did last summer final destination um i think we commented that these are all teen movies so there was some definite identification in the sense of self-identifying with the protagonists in these movies Mm -hmm. anything else jump out to you as Um, being important to you
2: in teen years um i feel like those were the, the the biggest ones that everybody was talking about and you know if you hadn't seen you were you were uh, missing out, you know, you weren't with it. Yeah. If I think of anything else, I I will come back, but I think those are some of the ones that I remember the most having an impact.
1: Did you participate in Halloween as a teenager?
2: I did. Um, We dressed up, I I think, I'm pretty sure, pretty long. Cause like, even just as like for fun, you know? Um, And then there was a point where obviously we stopped and then um, back and then college, like, you know, you kinda of start again and then even you know, as an adult's like I'll go to Halloween parties and everybody's dressed up. It's a big thing here in LA. So if you go to a Halloween party and you're not dressed up, you're like you're the loser. So yeah
0: you can always use that excuse oh i am a sociopath or i'm a serial killer we look like everyone else, everyone that, else?
2: yeah that was yeah.
0: funny the first five times or it's i just
1: got off workshop leave me alone
2: yeah i was like we'll have like a lot of Jeffrey job <laughs> yeah. maybe this year yeah, yeah right yeah because it's an easy outfit um but yeah Do no definitely it was still into like you know into halloween you know i think we had some you know some people had parties and you know it was like you know parents were always there when we were young.
1: Do you remember a favorite or least favorite costume from your teenage years?
2: One time I went as Punky Brewster, and that was really fun. Yeah. I really okay. enjoyed her.
0: I heard they're going to reboot it. <laughs> they did, no right? They did, oh, yeah. why?
2: I think it's on, like, Peacock, I want to say, or one of those. <laughs> I don't have a least favorite that I can remember.
1: No, that's good. Why did you like the Punky Brewster one? I
2: don't know, it was really fun and, like, unique and different mm-hmm. as far as, like, her style was so fun, and she was such a yep. fun yeah.
1: character
0: but still somewhat known that's probably like always known. been my favorite costumes it's like something that you know is known it's niche so if you know it it's awesome but it's not like like common like you said like
2: right, right. like that's Unexpected. the hard thing is trying to find stuff that like not everybody else will be dressed up as yeah yeah um is is tough <laughs> mm.
1: did you have any really scary dreams as a teen or reoccurring dreams mm. other than the ones that we already
2: talked yeah. about yeah I think the, the guy breaking in was less <laughs> maybe. Calm down a bit. <laughs> Calm down a bit, maybe. Um a bit. The one that always is like the teeth falling out. I've had that one quite a few times. No, I, I have never
0: had that, that one. I've heard it's common, but I just no. Uh.
2: Yeah, or the where you you're running away from somebody but you can't run.
0: Yeah. I yeah hate that one
2: because it's like you just can't get away, but you're yeah, you're I mean, trying and yeah, you're trying. You-
0: if there is any kind of like lucid dream option and you knew, then, you know, it wouldn't be a big deal, but that's not very common to have lucid dreams. So yeah, you're just, you're stuck and terrified. It sucks.
2: Right. Exactly. And then, well, you know, you're like paralyzed in the, sometimes when you wake up, like for a second, you can't move. Sleep paralysis. You know? yeah. 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 I'd say those are the, like the big ones that I can remember. Um, okay. Or, you know, well, like the really like uh, perfectionist part of me is like the, I didn't do the test or I didn't do the homework, mm-hmm. you know, that you're supposed to mm-hmm. do.
1: <laughs> well the teeth falling out the loss of control not, yes I was just going to say both teeth teeth falling out and not being able to run away the common denominator there is usually not you know loss of power or loss of control so I was wondering if there was something that maybe happened in your teenage years where you felt like a loss of, like you're, uh, or a fear of not being able to control something
2: yeah I mean that that would make sense you know I think as I <clears throat> got older this—that's when I was trying to figure out where I was going to go to college, and I wanted to go to college for theater. And a lot of that <clears throat> stuff—you—you um, you can't control. You know, you're mm. its kind of out of your hands. Um, nothing like majorly trauma-wise, but the whole loomingness of like college and getting in, and that definitely—I would say—would probably um, have caused a lot of that.
1: <laughs> Understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, uh, again, the inverse of that, uh, time in your teens where you felt completely calm or safe or bliss.
2: So I, my junior year, um, of high school, I, um, my, I was going to another school before this and I was having a, just not a great time there. Academically it was great, but they had no arts program. If you didn't play sports, you were kind of out of it. So I was having, I was struggling. I was struggling to to really find where I belonged, and um, there was an arts magnet school, a performing arts high school in Dallas. I auditioned and I got in, and I went there my junior year. And I'd say my junior and senior year of high school were probably the best as far as the four years go. Freshman year always probably sucks for everyone, but yeah. I felt the most at home and the most at peace with getting to do every day at school what I love to do. In addition to like outside of school, but we had, you know, dance class and acting and all of that stuff in school and not just like a class. I mean, it was like, these are people that are going to go on to like do this professionally and many of them have, um,
1: to touch back on horror a little bit here. Um. And this is not uncommon. Uh, other other guests have reported that, you know, they'd be into horror as a child and then they'd kind of veer away from it a little bit during high school and then come back to it as an adult. But, you know, other than the, the three things that you mentioned, which were kind of more uh, centered around being a teenager and everybody was watching it, which is also kind of that fear of missing out stuff. But, you know, other than that, it didn't sound like you were super into horror in your teenage years. Um, but if I'm wrong about that, correct me.
2: No, I mean, I I don't think you're necessarily wrong. I think it's kind of weird when you're a teenager because you're in that weird spot where it's like nothing is cool. You know what I mean? Like where you're like, trying, you know, it's like you're secretly maybe like into stuff, but like Hmm. everybody's like, oh, that's lame or whatever. And you're trying to fit in. I also was like once I hit my junior year, I was also extremely busy as far as like school and I also did acting stuff outside school. So
1: Yeah, other priorities come yeah, in. Yeah, other mm-hmm. stuff
2: started to come in. But it's funny because when I was 15, I did my first stage play and it was called Halloween Screams. And it was a it was mm-hmm. a horror. I can't say horror play, but like it was about this group of kids that were running this haunted house and then it ended up being actually haunted and i played like the ghost girl or whatever.
0: Well, there you go. Um, I mean, it, it was just written in stone from your very first 4a right. acting.
2: <laughs> right? So, so there was like maybe i wasn't like watching as many movies, but i was still in that realm. I was still having enjoying right. that side of it. Um and also, you know, it's like teens are so moody and weird and mm-hmm. i don't know. We lose a lot of like our way (laughs) I think and then kind of find it again hopefully as as you're going through
1: which is a good segue to go into the adult years (laughs) yeah Yeah. so in your adult years what would you say uh top three things that are you know at the top of your mind in terms of horror
2: like movie wise you mean
1: books movies whatever
2: um I'd say the conjuring movie the first insidious is, is really sticks in my mind sinister the first sinister
0: yeah that's a good one I like the sequel too. It wasn't that bad.
2: The sequel, yeah. But the first one, especially because right. the sequel, you already kind of already knew what was going to happen. Like you knew the. Bogle. Setup, yeah, the buildup. But the first one is so, so well done because I had no, really no idea what to expect.
0: Yeah. Like when the lawnmower <laughs> comes out of nowhere. That's. Yeah. That is a, a solid jump scare right there. There are a lot of jump scare attempts in movies, but that one, that one got me the first time.
2: Right. And then I, uh, and then as an adult, also have gone back to watch movies like The Exorcist. Uh, ones that I liked and loved but was probably maybe too young to actually really appreciate when I was younger and now going back and watching them you see like the brilliance of it it's like always been brilliant but when you're you know uh, young you just don't it just doesn't land as well I yeah. think for me so going back and watching those you know the shining all of those just uh, and then I, I'm a big read I'm an avid reader and I love thriller mysteries and horrors so those are the I mean I'll read any genre, but those are the ones that I gravitate towards for sure.
1: Any that stick out to you, like one or two?
2: Actually, they just came out with a trailer. It's the Cabinet End of the World, but they the in that Shyamalan is doing it, it's knock at the cabin, I think is what they're calling it. But
0: okay.
2: um it's actually based on a book by um Paul Tremblay called The Cabinet end of the world, which is it was a brilliant, brilliant book. I will not spoil it because obviously now it's a movie and that would be not right but it is really well done he also has another book called head full of ghosts about a young girl who may or may not be possessed and it's also really brilliant i think they have it optioned as to make into a movie as well or show or something those are two by him that really obviously stephen king is a huge influence for me going back from the it (laughs) starting with it Um, but i love um so many of his books are um brilliantly written Um, and terrifying that often have trouble translating to the screen, but Mm -hmm. they're so just in your head. And I think it's hard to sometimes convey that on the screen. Those are a couple. There's so many, (laughs) but those are a few. What did you like about The Conjuring? I love paranormal stuff. I love um, Lorraine and Ed Warren really fascinate me with the fact that the house, the room, that all the artifacts like really exists, and just mm-hmm. all of that, you know. And it, of course, it's a movie, so a lot of it's going to be embellished. And you know, I know there's controversy in, on them as far as like what was real and what wasn't, but I still feel like those are just terrifying because it it feels real to me. Like it feels like it could really happen. And like, you know, I just like remember, I think it was in the first one where they come to the house because they're going to try to help the family. And the mom is like, what if we just leave? Like, what if we just move away? You know, because they think it's in the house and they show her face and her face is just like her, you know, her eyes are big and her face is white. And she's like you can leave, but it will follow you and then they show, you know, that it's like stuck onto her, like onto the mom. And it was just like, oh, just like, you know, got chills. I get chills thinking about it now. That mm-hmm. it's like even if they moved, it would just go with them. I don't know. I like all that kind of like haunting, haunted stuff is <laughs> <Cool. laughs> interesting to me. <laughs>
1: I'm wondering if there's something specific about the idea that it will go with you, like that you can't escape it that is scary to you.
2: Oh yeah. Just the
0: fact that you can't escape it. The fact that that's not an option.
2: Right. Like, oh, we'll just move. It's not as easy as that because now it is, Mm -hmm. you know, like a growth, basically kind of like it follows, Mm -hmm. you know, that the fact that like, you know, you unless you passed it on, you couldn't get away from it.
0: And Even if you do, it might come back to you.
2: Right. And that, you know, I think as I think that movie is great. I mean, you know, I think it's that's brilliant in that in that premise in that concept and i thought it was really well done as well Mm -hmm. but the fact that like yeah like something that you just can't it's not like a a guy that's coming after you with a knife or a it's something that like can show up at any time and Mm -hmm. you can't get rid of is terrifying
0: yeah the the paranormal angle and the fact that it's um it's not something physical or, or corporeal it's something that you know it's not so easy to escape just like you said it's not a guy chasing after you slowly (laughs) very very slowly slowly.
1: but somehow still catches up
2: yeah never walked so slow in his life but
1: (laughs) somehow
2: always catches up yeah exactly um exactly
1: what about insidious
2: i think the whole astral projection concept was really interesting and i thought they did a brilliant job of of showing that and i remember the end um where you thought they he you know they fixed they saved the day or whatever but actually you know they had like come through was just like brilliant um and of course like the the title and the the music sticks in my head you know that really jarring (laughs) jarring horror score um and you know of course acting was great and I thought it was you know a different um I guess I don't watch anything but I really crave like different like I loved barbarian i don't know if you guys have seen it but um yeah, i
0: had a I chance just, to a couple of weeks ago but some it fell through or something steve but yeah yeah i regret not saying that it looks really good
2: yeah i mean it's crazy i won't spoil it but um and not at all what i expected that's and i love
0: it anyone has ever said about it too is like i can't tell you what it is it's just awesome go see it
2: yeah yeah <laughs> and the trailer did a great job of not showing us anything because that's is my uh my biggest pet peeve now is like you just showed us the whole movie yeah yeah like, no, I don't need to see it. <laughs> That's a good
0: point. Yeah, they, they did the exact opposite of what everyone's doing wrong with trailers nowadays. I didn't think about yeah. that angle. Yeah, Bravo. like the
2: imitation, I haven't seen yet, but they showed us the whole movie in the trailer. I was like, I already know you're the bride, they're vampires. I already know all that. Like, now what is, right. you know, now Man. you're going to have to work really hard to surprise us. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. Right. <laughs> going back for a minute to the astral pro- projection part of it, was there something specifically that you enjoy about that?
2: I, I don't, I, it just is really interesting. I don't know if it, like, if it actually like people claim to do it. I don't know that any, any, I don't know anyone specifically, but I just find it like really interesting that that is a like a thought that you be able to do something like that. Um, and also really scary too. Cause I imagine like if you woke up and you could see yourself below, like that would be terrifying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like all that kind of like, like you said, paranormal, supernatural stuff that you can't control is is more scary to me, I think, than like, you know, the masked man or whatever. Right. What about Sinister? Oh, like all of the death. I mean, i it's so old. I can spoil it, right? Because it's an old oh, yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> I mean, all of the different deaths are just like brutal. And they're so cleverly done. And then, mm-hmm. you know, of course, the twist at the end that it's actually the the child one of the children in the family doing it was just like a really great twist. And didn't, I did not expect that at all.
0: Same here with that one. I mean, I just, it was just really well done. You know, it's, it's uh, similar to a lot of tropes that are in other movies, but just different enough and, and better enough to be really solid. I'd say my only complaint about sinister at all would be Ethan Hawke's character is fucking stupid. Get out of the goddamn house and stop going up in an the attic and messing with you. Just leave. What's wrong with you? Jesus people,
2: people can't they <laughs> they can't they have to look I think yeah, you know and, yeah. I, and I yell at the tv all the time because it's like why wouldn't you just leave but I also know like as humans we are so curious to our demise yeah you know it's the same reason you'll slow down when a car accident happens and everybody's looking because you want to you want to look you even though see? you know you shouldn't it's FOMO Yes, <laughs> to, your, you know, to your, death, basically.
1: <laughs> oh God! Um, what about Cabin at the End of the World?
2: Um, that one's hard to talk about without giving anything away. Yeah, uh, I mean, they I, did
1: I, kind of. Let's talk about your emotions in response to okay,
2: because the... they do. I mean, they do kind of tell you the the premise and the trailer. So basically, you know, they the four come. And one of them has to die, or the or the end of the world happens, and that is the option they're given. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the the book and the movie. I obviously haven't seen the movie yet, but hoping that it stays somewhat true to the um, book. But you know, thinking about ha- having to decide that, like, but also mm-hmm. like you're because at first, of course, you'd be like you're insane. Like the end of the world isn't happening. Like this is not going to change. Like, like apocalypse is not happening. Like you guys are insane. Like get out of here. Um, but then if that was like presented as a real, if that was the real choice, that that was real is like, Bye I don't really know. Yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs> what did you just say? Bye Felicia. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> like that's, that's so hard as far as like such a, a question, I guess. Um, and he, you know, in his book, he does it, he does it brilliantly. Cause then you also have your child and, And they're young and it's like, do you, you know, what just choice do you make? Do you, you know, I don't know, just a lot of emotions, a lot of, a lot of big fear there as far as like, am I selfish, selfless enough to like not choose myself? You know, you'd like, we like to think we are, but I don't know in this situation. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. i know. like, my initial reaction was by Like, yeah, you know, for the greater good, if it was the rest of the world or me, then I would just do it. But
2: yeah, you
0: don't know until you're in that situation.
2: Right, like we think we like to be selfless, and then it's also like, who who do you decide, me or your husband, like, or your partner? You know, yeah. it's like who who the who draws the short stick? <laughs>
0: yeah, the one who literally draws the short stick. You draw, draws. Yeah, yeah you just do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so easy. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> exactly.
1: Uh, all right. So Halloween as an adult, uh, favorite costume, least favorite costume as
2: an adult. Um, one of my favorites I've done was Wednesday Adams. That one went over pretty well. I do look, it did, you know, excited for the show to come out and least favorite. Well, one year I was supposed to, I was going to do Georgie from it and I Mm -hmm. ordered the raincoat and it came and it was like all messed up.
1: Nah, I hate when that happens. How was it messed up?
2: The, the yellow, the jacket was torn. It was like ripped and there was no way to fix it. And we did get our money back, but it was like, I can't wear this. So I ended up just like going as Annabelle. To me, it
1: sounds like you probably could have incorporated that into.
0: Uh, yeah, it could be like messed up Georgie after he got, you know,
2: it just looked bad. It was also huge. It was way bigger than what it looked like in the thing. And it was just like, you know, the perils of ordering online.
0: (laughs) Did you get it from Wish?
2: (laughs) I mean, basically,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah.
2: So I ended up going as Annabelle, which was fine, but it was, like, last minute. um, Mm. So I didn't have a lot of time to, like, really work on it. And so a lot of people didn't have any clue who I was, but that's okay. But
1: Is there anything that you've been terrified of as an adult in real life?
2: So, like, I because I've lost some friends recently, and Mm. I'm not so scared of the death part, like, dying or being dead, because you won't, you know, you won't know, right? You're dead. Right. (laughs) But it's the... The dying part is terrifying to me because I don't want to die in like some horrible way. Like I'd prefer like my grandmother just died in her sleep, like she just passed away, and that's how I'd prefer. <laughs> mm-hmm. If we had a choice, when you know she was ninety five,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so that would be great.
1: It's like the joke about wanting to fall die in my sleep, like my grandfather, and not screaming in terror like his passengers. It's like
2: his passengers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've
1: not heard that one. That's good. Yeah, no. I
2: like that. Yeah, that's me. That will be me.
1: <laughs> um, actually, it occurred to me, did we ask that question for your teen years? I don't remember if we did. I don't think
2: so. Um,
0: Anything scary happened in your teen years in real life?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, not as a teen, but as an adult, I'm pretty sure our first apartment was haunted. Mm, okay. And then we found out that a woman had been murdered there when we were going to move out. I was like, why wouldn't you tell us before?
0: Because then you wouldn't have bought the apartment.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But funnily, not funny. This is not funny. I shouldn't have said that. Oddly enough that we bought a house last August and the woman died in the house, but peacefully in her sleep. Not she was Mm. old. Um, And I was like, everybody's like, it would be fitting that you would buy a house that somebody died in. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
0: at this day and age, how common is it to not get a house where someone has died? in it,
1: You know, That's you know. it's funny is I was, I was just going to comment that I recently, I retweeted a tweet that said, uh, I would respect ghost hunters a lot more if even once they would come into a house and go, nope, that haunted. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> well, it's always haunted by like, you know, 1800 people like, what about, like yeah. people that died last week, <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, my, my father-in-law is a firefighter and he said like, it's so common for people to die in their house. Yes. Um, yeah. That, you know, but I'm just like fitting for me for sure.
1: So inverse again, anytime as an adult where you felt completely calm or safe or at bliss.
2: <laughs> Do we ever as adults? Um, nope.
1: <laughs> that's extinct.
2: That's extinct. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think um, when I'm doing something I love, whether it be acting or okay. Uh, my husband and I travel a lot to try to have fun together. Those those times for sure. Of course, a lot of it is spent worrying over things that you shouldn't worry about, um, but you still do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, not not trusting, um, just worrying about the next day, worrying about your career, worrying about if you work, worrying about blah blah blah. Um, so, trying to find those moments is really important because um, mm-hmm. they are not all the time. True.
1: So, next couple questions. These like, last 10 questions are over your entire life, okay. uh, not just any one section, and not necessarily related to horror. They could be any genre, but I'll ask the first two questions at the same time because it could be the same answer for both or potentially different answers. But what is your favorite movie, and what movie would you say you've watched more times than any other?
2: I'll be honest. I hate that question of what's your favorite <laughs> I hate that question. We
1: under- we understand that it could change from moment to moment, but usually the first thing that pops to mind does for a reason.
2: Okay. Six Sense is probably one of my favorites. I mean, okay. I have many favorites, but that one, like I just rewatched it recently again and I still was like bawling the whole time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why?
2: I think like Haley Joel Osment's fear is just so real.
0: He sees dead people, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> real. That's identifiable. But his,
2: but his acting is no, just yeah, like, you're right.
0: I mean, it's just, He's such an underrated actor, you know? Yeah. I mean, Tusk. Great. Yeah.
2: I struggle to think of another performance, especially from a child, but even from an adult, where the fear was that palpable.
0: Yeah. 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 Everybody jokes about it all the time. You know, you hear that uh, I see dead people lying, but you're right. You know, if you just picture that scene in your head, he's fucking good.
2: Yeah. That's- so good. So good.
1: What movie would you say you watched more times than any other? And again, this doesn't have to be horror. It could be,
2: uh, I'm just going to go with my first instinct. Cause these are hard to answer. Cause there's okay. like, I just watched tons of movies. The devil wears Prada. I can watch that quite yeah. a few. Like I've seen that many times. Okay. Um, and every time it's on like TV, I'll watch it <laughs> even though I know it's going to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you like about that one?
2: I mean, Meryl Streep is so brilliant. I mean, she, I just love her as an actor, but even especially in that she just, I don't know. There's just so many, like she just made a character that like could have been really campy and, like lame just like just be really someone like you remember and like you remember things that they do and like that to me is like a sign of a great performance when i can like tell you things they did in it Mm -hmm. and that would be just really fun and um i can't say heartwarming but necessarily but just a fun watch for sure
1: so i can understand the auteur part of it of you appreciating her uh performance but is there anything about those maybe Quirks of her character that uh speak to you on a personal level. Mm. Well,
2: because it's interesting because she's see, you know, she's everyone sees her as such a you know, bitch, bitch. basically, right? <laughs> For lack of a better word, but but she runs that place, you know, and not that she is a perfect person and not that she isn't cunning and and she is, and she does, you know, some things at the end that are maybe less than like ethical, but <laughs> but she also is like you know, that place and does, you know, like it begs the question if it was a man, would, would he be seen the same way mm-hmm. that the age old question um, where she just takes control of her career and isn't, is, an, is an unapologetic. And there's something to be said about, about having like being that confident and like, no. And she also knows her stuff. I mean, that's the other thing. It's like, it's not an act. Like she knows and lives that life. Um, so there's like, you have to respect that too.
1: Okay. Do you see any common threads about what kind of horror you like? Cannibalism, occult, metaphysical, paranormal.
2: I mean, I hate the term elevated horror. Cause like, I feel like it's pretentious, but.
0: What is elevated horror? I've not heard them. Is it like a 24 movies, I guess?
2: Yeah. Like what they consider like hereditary midsummer, mm-hmm. like ones that are like obviously still in the horror genre, but they aren't just like slap, you know, they aren't just about like. Killing people to be on, yeah, yeah, it's like it's got a story. Um, the characters are usually, you know, strong.
0: That is strong. a new one on me. Elevated horror, yeah, it does sound pretentious.
2: It does, and I hate <laughs> so. I hate using it, but I mean, I do. I do like I said a million times in the interview. Like, I'll watch anything, but I do love like when I connect to the characters in some way. That's I think why I love the sixth sense so much is because like you can connect to him so easily, and you want to feel what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, like you want to be scared, you want to be whatever it is that they're feeling, you want to go along for that ride. So that, you know, um, and like I can't, you know, like hereditary, like I'll always remember the scene where she's like, you know, piano wiring her neck, you know, like, <laughs> or the girl gets right. her head, you know, chopped off like immediately, mm-hmm. um, not immediately, but by the tree, you know, by the trunk, things like that, where you're just like, those scenes just like stick in your mind forever. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, it's funny that you say, you know, what essentially would be like an auteur part of it, because the thing that I think, and Chris pointed it out too, that, the keep thing that keeps jumping out to me is supernatural stuff. You know, from childhood, there was the sixth sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What else was There There was insidious. Um, yeah. The conjuring. Maybe make the argument yeah. with, you know, it, um, what else was there? The conjuring. What else? There was something else that you mentioned that I thought was, uh, Related Sinister? to supernatural. Yeah. Oh, maybe the stuff about the the haunted apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh yeah, no, I do definitely if those come out, I will see them. Like I I don't know if you guys have read um Mr. harrigan's If It Bleeds, um like Mr. Harrigan's phone is coming out on Netflix and that's a more supernatural movie. If you've read the short story, um I don't want to give anything away, obviously, but that's coming out, I think, on Netflix um in a few days, and I'm really excited about about it and hopefully that it's good. Mm-hmm. And that's supernatural take on movie so no if i those are definitely like if they're there like i will see them and want to see them for sure
1: the other things that have jumped out to me in this call um you've mentioned fear of missing out a few times
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and enjoy that fomo which is, is kind of tied to yes time to the f- the fomo and also um power or lack thereof has come up a couple times there was The childhood dreams about the um, you know intruders at the house, you know the teeth falling out and not being able to run away. That's related to power. Mm -hmm. What else was there? Uh, In a way, even maybe the devil wears Prada because you know that that character is yeah yeah. So there there's some stuff there potentially do you have any idea why it is that you like are attracted to either the supernatural and or power elements do, or do, do you think those are important things to you or it, like, are we misreading this?
2: No, you're not misreading. I don't know if it's like necessarily important as far as like, mm-hmm. or I'm just like drawn to watching them like that. that They're fast. They, I find them fascinating because it's things that you can't explain. The guy with the mask chasing you, like, that's obvious, right? Like, we, you know, you get it. Like, there's not, like, it doesn't really need a lot of explanation as far as, like, um, either they're crazy or you did something to them or they're, you know, just, like, out of their mind and they're going to kill everyone in their way. You know, that's always, you know, kind of more obvious. But I think the supernatural, like, things like that are just often you can't explain them. Mm -hmm. And that is, like, just really interesting to me. And I, I don't, I don't really know if I can explain it, um, well, but that's, I don't know. I just find that like, so just like, I don't know, because maybe, because maybe the control in me wants to be able to explain it mm. and like figure it out, but you can't mm-hmm. cause it's beyond the unexplainable and like, what, you know, why, you know, why, <laughs> <laughs> right? and like, is it a ghost? Is it something else? I, you know, yeah. I don't know, like the, the the ghosts or do you believe in ghosts? Like that whole thing is just like, there's so many ways and ways to go to answer that question. And when, mm. what so many things of people, different opinions that people have um, on it. So it's, yeah, I think those are things you can discuss for like hours with people, you know?
1: So I don't know about these fascinations with potentially power or things that you can't control why horror? Because aren't there other stories and other genres that speak to those? Or do you also find stories that speak to those in other genres equally as interesting as the horror genre?
2: Yeah, as well. um, I would say both. Like, I I also love, um, this is kind of random, but does click in, um, heist movies, like where there's some, I don't know, something about me watching or even reading. So I love thrillers because they usually have some kind of crazy twist in them. And you're like, while you're reading it, you're trying to figure it out. Or maybe you're just yeah. trying to read for the fun and try not to, you know, figure it out too soon or whatever. But you're like where your mind is just like blown. I like the horror element because there's this, this scary part and there's the adrenaline rush and the heart pounding and, and the palms sweaty and all of that part. That's great. But, you know, outside of that, if it's, like, more psychological or or not necessarily horror, there's still the the figuring it out element that is just exciting to me. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if so all that you, may, any of that makes sense.
1: No, it does. No, yeah, it like you said, it, it, you are interested in that, those things in other genres, too. But what you said is that horror has more extreme... Well, it's more of an extreme adrenaline rush, but that's kind of also tied with heightened. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Out. I want to say outcomes, but like the the cost is higher. If yes. that makes
2: sense. Yes, the cost is much higher.
1: Repercussions?
2: Because uh, it often is life or death. You know, yeah. in in, right. in the horror genre,
1: the stakes are higher. There the Yes, t-
2: <laughs> yes, the stakes are much, much, much higher.
1: Did you say stake? <laughs> are you hungry now? Yes. I mean, the things that I'm coming back to then are emotions, basically. I mean, both joy in in doing the acting and identifying with whatever acting the character is doing. Uh, but it could be either, you know, both joy and excitement. So, I mean, it sounds like those are the things for you and potentially maybe like a like if we were to talk about majoring and minoring as if it were a, a college uh, degree i would say you know the majoring and the emotion and the minoring in the power right if that makes sense so really just the last question is is there anything that's kind of related to this stuff or or maybe not even stuff that's not related that you've thought of during this call that hasn't come up in the conversation Just an opportunity to say something that that we didn't ask about. (laughs)
2: No, these are all amazing questions because so many of them I've just never thought about. Um, And so I'm hoping I'm not just like blabbering on and (laughs) making no No, sense. But, you know, the control thing I think is interesting because there's so much, especially in this business, that is out of your control. You know, Mm. there's so many things that people are working with you, but you're, you know, you're not in charge of, you know, you're not in charge of um, submitting yourself I mean, you can, but like, you know, your agent, you know, when you're at a certain level, your agent is submitting you for, for auditions, you're auditioning, you know, goes to casting, casting is deciding who they like, goes on a producers, you know, on and on and on. And like, none of those things, do you have control in any of it?
1: Mm. And there's also potentially backstabbing too. Yeah. Yeah. There's that too.
2: (laughs) Right. Um, Or it's, it's not, you know, if you, it's not a business where you work, you know, you guys know, you know, if you work hard, you move up, it doesn't work that way. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think, Like part of the control, because there is, because you can't control any of that, it's like, okay, what can you control? And so what I can control is like the acting part, the joy, Mm -hmm. the excitement, the doing the work, doing the character. That is the only thing I have control over really. Because again, you don't have control over if people like a movie, if they like you in the movie, if anyone, you know, like sees the movie, like you don't really have control over any of a lot of the business you just have I have nothing I cannot do anything about. Yeah. And as you guys have realized in this call, I'm sure that obviously I have some control issues. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only thing some I can control, people. right. Um, is, is my craft and what I, what I love and doing and loving what I do. And like having that joy, right. I think is, um, tr- yeah, basically just trying to find what you can Control and like loving that and trying to be okay with n- what you can't, which is really hard.
1: True. <laughs>
2: Still, and really hard. I would
1: even argue that it's not necessarily related to your career. I think that probably all careers have some level of office politics that we encounter in our jobs and probably. I'm guessing here, but my experience has been, I I think that the higher you go in the management hierarchy, the more pronounced those office politics become and that you have to be better with them the higher up you go in your career because it affects not only your job, but potentially others. And there was a a book that I read back in my twenties, actually, that, where somebody was sharing an experience that they had where they had applied for a management position, but got turned down about for it and talked to the the hiring people. And the reason that they said they were turned down was because they downplayed the importance of office politics. And and Hmm. the hiring manager had said that they thought that there was sort of a inexperienced attitude to take because there can be good things that also come from, office politics, particularly if you're a manager, for example, if you're a middle manager and a project comes up, you know, you sometimes want to fight to have certain projects be assigned to your team because with those projects come the money, the, the budget to to pursue that work and if, for example, if you were to do the alternate and, and never fight for any work to come to your team, well, then at some point, what happens if your team then winds up not having any work? You know, if the company decides to downsize, well, your group's going to be the first one that gets cut. No, no, no. So, My team gets to fuck off and do nothing for a week. That's how that works. <laughs> well, and for, for the week of their severance, and then they get nothing else. So. <laughs> Is that
0: why I've been fired yeah.
1: for so many jobs? so you know but there's like i say there's pros and cons that can come from it but to use an analogy that i've learned from counseling and 12-step programs one of the phrases we we learn in in the 12-step programs are sweeping my side of the street Mm. and knowing what is within my property and my boundaries it's it's a boundary issue really is learning where the boundaries are and what i'm responsible and not responsible for and That is challenging because what is or is not our responsibility can, can change depending on the situation. Right. Something that may be our responsibility in one situation might not be our responsibility in a different situation and, and learning to navigate all that stuff definitely is is a challenge. So I can definitely understand if that's something that has been important to, to you over the years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That all makes yeah. makes sense (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot i mean it's a lot you know like i like you said it's not just my career for sure this is what i do so i'm relating it to to it but you know a lot of people i'm sure feel out of control or don't have control um in many aspects of their life and it's it's hard to um sometimes you know let go of of that that and let go of the things you can't control um and be okay with that and work on the things you can you know Mm -hmm. Such as life.
1: Yes, definitely. We definitely appreciate uh talking with you today. Before we wrap up, do you want to again pitch forget uh, what it was that you pitched at the start?
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been, a, it's, well, it's, been a, it's been an interview. We've talked a lot yes. of, about a lot of things. Um, yes. yeah, my film Two Witches uh, is out now on Arrow Video right. or will be out on iTunes, Amazon, all those good things the 17th. But by the time this interview comes out, it will be out uh, for all you beautiful people. It's also on Blu-ray as well. It's this awesome Blu-ray edition as well for anyone that wants to check that out. And it's great for the Halloween season for the Christmas season or any time of year um, for horror fans.
1: Mm. And we'll create a bio page for you and link to whatever it is that you want to on there is where people, you know, can catch up with you and find out what else that you're working on. Cause we did look on your IMDb page there. you have, been in, involved with a lot of stuff, not just horror. <laughs> yeah,
2: trying. Trying to, you know, work as much as I can.
0: Succeeding.
1: Understandable. Oh, exactly.
2: <laughs> Thank yes. you very much. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been uh, really fun. You guys uh, proposed some really thought-provoking questions. So
1: We try. We try. Thank you. <laughs> uh so thank you and also to thank you to anybody out there listening again please do come visit us at horror uh we've got a list of people there that we'd like to we'd like to interview if you would like us to add anybody to the list or can help us get in touch with anybody who's on the list let us know uh other than that if you like what we're doing tell a friend thanks